This is Coach Lee, and I'm going to talk to you about overcoming anxiety after a breakup or marital separation. I have worked with so many people who have been dumped, who are going through separation or even divorce, and panic is probably the word that I would use to describe what they're feeling the most, and panicked anxiety to where the future just seems unbearable, and every second it feels as though they are traveling into something that they hate or something that they fear. And people who struggle with anxiety about everything in life will often find that they have to learn coping mechanisms to help them function, to help them thrive, but that they can help themselves and they can get better with it if they will work to understand themselves and to apply the things that they learn from their own experience or from others. What I'm going to share with you is not a crutch. It's not something that just masks over the symptoms, but it will actually help you. These things will actually help you to feel better about the situation and to see things with more of a sense of reality instead of just that everything is bad and that there's tons of sorrow and that you're never gonna get this person back and that they are somehow moving faster away from you. It almost certainly feels that way and that you're losing them, all those things that get it to where you can't even breathe. Sometimes it feels like you can't even breathe. It feels like you're short of breath, like you're gonna hyperventilate. And so I'm gonna to talk to you about some things you can do that can help you pretty quickly to feel better if you have just been broken up with or if you're dealing with a breakup and it's been some time and that's even causing anxiety for you. The first thing I'm going to mention is breathing. And stick with me on this because you've probably heard this before. Maybe you've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something and they're sitting with their legs crossed and their index finger on their thumb and they're making noises and they're working on their breathing and they're moaning and they're kind of doing something like, um, something like that. Though there is benefit to that, to where you make those noises, to where you let that vibration go through your lips come out of your lungs and you work on that tone, it does have a balancing and soothing effect. But that's not exactly what I'm talking about at the moment. Breathing can become your best friend in the situation. And what you want to focus on is breathing slowly so that you actually feel your belly expand slowly as the air fills up your lungs and you're using your belly to actually double down and be able to inhale more oxygen and you're doing it slowly. It's going to be unrushed. You're not trying to rush life. You're not trying to rush the moment. You are simply living as though you are living to breathe. But as I tell people often on a coaching call, all you have to do right now is breathe. I'm not asking anything else of you. No one in the world at this moment is asking anything else of you except that you breathe. And we're going to breathe slowly, expanding your belly out, and you're going to feel as though you're breathing and pulling it down into your body. And it's unhurried, unpressured. You're going to take this moment for yourself. You can do it for as long as you like, but the key is that you're going to say, no matter what's happening, I refuse to be rushed. I refuse to do anything but breathe at my own pace as slow as possible. In many ways, it is bucking the system. It's fighting back against the pressures that you're feeling. It's basically saying, no matter what I feel, no matter what's going on, I'm going to do this. You can't stop me. I own my breath. It can't be taken away. And I'm gonna do this slowly. 
I refuse to be rushed. I refuse to feel the pressure and the anxiety. And you're just letting your breath happen slowly. It has a very calming effect. And it's much more powerful than most people think who haven't done it. But people who embrace it and really give focus to it are surprised at how well it works. The next thing you can do, especially if you have been broken up with or you're separated, is what I call directed laughter. And this is something I came up with in my own world, in my own life, and it worked very well. And then I found that it worked exceptionally well for other people, friends who were dealing with terrible anxiety and then later with clients. And what it is is that when you start to feel this anxiety, when you think about the situation, what's going on, and you look to the future with dread, with sorrow, with anxiety, I want you to say whatever and actually laugh about it. It will seem forced, it will seem fake. You'll think, I don't wanna laugh, that's the last thing I want to do. That's why you need to do it. At first, it won't do much the first one or two times you do it. After that though, it actually starts to help you. And you just say, whatever and just kind of smile and laugh about it. Some people really go overboard with it. And you can imagine some people really go overboard with it and they're loud and they actually have some fun with it. And what can actually make it funny is that you may be going through something that's very bad and yet you're choosing to laugh about it as though it's silliness. You mock the situation outright. You refuse to let it control you to the point that you're in sorrows. And so you defy it by laughing. And yes, it'll seem forced and fake when you first do it. And maybe even for a while, that doesn't matter. So what? Let your mind, your body, your ears recognize you're laughing. It's actually a really powerful thing, even just the smiling part of it. But just try to say whatever, laugh about it. Try to even act as though you're joking about your ex's situation. Like, boy, they screwed up. They better hope I take them back when they come to their senses. Like saying, well, good luck with that just something to where you're pushing back against it and then you're gonna follow it with this laughter. A friend of mine who I was helping with this very situation, so I can't call him a client, actually started doing a Dr. Evil laugh, if you've seen Austin Powers. And he would put his finger up here and he would go, you know, like Dr. Evil. It was comical. It made other people around him laugh and they knew he was going through this. And it was such a positive for him that I actually had to tell him to cut back a little bit that it was getting a little annoying. So maybe do this on your own, but it's a really powerful thing that I don't hear people talking about, but people who do it will even tell me months and years later, you know what really helped me was that directed laughter thing you talked about. So don't dismiss it, try it out. You can try it right now. I'm not gonna wait, but feel free to try it. So a third thing to get control of some of this anxiety, to at least cut it, back off on the caffeine. I love coffee, I drink a lot of coffee. But you know what? Maybe you switch to decaf if you also love coffee. Or maybe you just have one cup instead of four. Maybe you drop the soft drinks. Just try to cut back on the caffeine because the very thing that fuels anxiety, the functions in your body that can make it worse and that make it last longer, are magnified by caffeine. So back off of the caffeine. It's a simple tip, it's a simple thing that you can do and you'll be surprised that it will help. And when you start adding all these things up, it can make a big difference. One of them has a small effect that can be powerful, but when you put them together, each of these things I'm mentioning,
They all work together with this synergy and you can really start feeling better faster. Another thing is that you actually develop some self-talk on this. And again, this might be something that you do when you're alone. That's what I would recommend on this one. But you will actually tell yourself, it's all right that I feel this. It's okay. Because a lot of people, the anxiety itself is part of the trauma, part of the difficulty. Sort of like the famous presidential quote, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself because fear makes you behave irrationally. Fear prevents you from moving forward. Fear paralyzes you. Fear creates anxiety. All of those things are negatives. And so the actual process of feeling afraid, or in this case, feeling the anxiety, is actually something that people dread. Sometimes they don't even know what they're anxious about. So tell yourself, I feel this. I feel it in my stomach or wherever it is that you feel it. And then just say, it's okay that I feel this. It's all right. I feel anxiety. That's what I'm feeling right now. It's all right. Just say those things. Say those words. Project them. Hear them. It's a powerful thing and it can actually help you very quickly. One client I'm remembering told me that she, whenever she would feel this, she would start thinking about her boyfriend, how much she missed him, how much she loved him, was she losing him? And she said, I would say, I feel anxiety. I feel it in my stomach. It's just underneath my belly button. There it is. It's all right. I feel you. I see that you're there. I know that you're there. It's okay. I'll wait. She just gave it a description and she told herself that it was all right that she felt that. Try to remember, especially if you've had other breakups, when you felt this anxiety before. Now, this could be a very special relationship and I'm not trying to say, oh, they're all the same and it's all gonna work out the same and you'll be over this one just like you were over the other ones. I'm not gonna say that. I don't know if that's true or not. Sometimes it is. A lot of times there is a pattern and you can look back and say, I thought it was the end of the world when this person broke up with me and then you can realize that you thought that a few times and that can be helpful. But if this is a well-connected, strong, loving relationship, or at least you felt that it was, and it doesn't make sense and you miss this person, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's just like all the others. There are some coaches who will say that. I'm not gonna say that. I know better. But what I am gonna tell you is that it's powerful to look back and think about when you have felt anxiety about situations and relationships before. First of all, it does help to show you that you were able to pull through this, that there was light at the end of the tunnel, that you could move forward, and that's powerful. But it can also let you realize that the anxiety itself is not the situation. So what I mean is, is that as I mentioned in the previous point, the feeling of anxiety is often what people begin to dread and not necessarily the situation. And it's almost as though the anxiety takes the place of the situation to where now they feel this anxiety and they can't even describe why. And if you can look back on other times you felt it, you realize the common theme is the anxiety. It's an interesting thought, but it can also help you to see that you can get past this and that the anxiety part of it is temporary. Number six on our list is find encouragement. I have several videos that are on no contact and encouraging you in your use of the no contact rule. One of them is simply called encouragement during no contact. And I'll link to that in the description below. 
But a lot of times in my videos, I will talk about the same concepts in different ways, or I will refresh your memory on what I said about it before and try to give you some confidence in the plan. And I'll do that several times. I don't just do one video on it. I'll do it again in another video. I'll mention it in other videos and I'll try to give you some repetition so that you begin to embrace this and internalize this and trust that you're doing the right thing, that there is hope, and that you are going to give it some time. And that's important. Repetition is powerful. And that's what encouragement, when someone is a good encourager, they're not afraid to repeat things because we need to hear it sometimes over and over and over, and that's okay. As a matter of fact, people who recognize that, that repetition is important for them, embrace it, get stronger, and can move forward. Take a quick second and click the subscribe button below so that you can be notified when I have more videos like this. This video is not over. I have more tips, but I wanted to ask you to click the subscribe button below. And if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. Also, get more information on my emergency breakup kit that I will link to in the description below. I have the emergency breakup kit, which is a guide on getting your ex back. I also have the emergency marriage kit which is a guide on getting your spouse back if you're separated or going through marital difficulties. So check out the Emergency Breakup Kit and the Emergency Marriage Kit. Now, sources of encouragement. A lot of people say that they binge watch my videos and someone's voice, when it's familiar, when what they say makes sense, it's good to hear that voice, that soothing voice that can guide you, can get your thoughts to where they need to be, can repeat things so that you can develop a stable ground and trust the process and make sure that there's no surprises. Maybe to confirm that what you think I said, I actually did say, and I'm going to clarify, that's a good thing. So feel free. I have playlists on what to do if you've just been dumped, on no contact, on getting your ex back, on getting your ex to miss you. So take encouragement from my videos and just getting a solid ground underneath you so that you understand the process, where I'm coming from, what I've seen. You can see some of the evidence that this is the best thing that you can do to get your ex back. And just simply because it does allow you to feel the productivity that you're moving forward, that you have a plan. That's very helpful. Encouragement can also come from friends, from hobbies, and perhaps the most underestimated encouraging weapon against anxiety is exercise. A close friend once came to me and said, I'm just feeling all this anxiety. His wife was separated from him. And he said, I just don't know what to do. And I said, let's run. And so we put on tennis shoes, we hit the pavement and we just started running. And we got back and he said, I can't believe how much better I feel. It's a powerful thing to use up that anxious, nervous energy, to use it to just go, go for a jog, jump rope, Go play basketball, go do something that gets you breathing faster, get some cardio going, your body moving, distracts you, and lets your body feel like it's doing something to counteract that. It's making some progress because you do have that sense of accomplishment when you ran around the block or you finished a game or you got in so many minutes of some kind of cardio workout. It's a great sense of accomplishment, which really can punch up against that anxiety, feeling like you're making progress like you're doing something of value is a powerful weapon against anxiety because a lot of people report they feel anxiety when they're just sitting there and they don't know what to do. They don't even necessarily have anything to have anxiety about, but it's just like, I don't have anything to do. There's nothing to move forward or to look forward to. I'm just sitting here with nothing to do. 
that can really contribute hard to anxiety. And so make sure that as you're working to encourage yourself, that you schedule out some things to look forward to. Go through your contact list on your phone and start scheduling two, three, four, five meals with friends where you go out to eat or you go out for a drink or you go bowling or you go rock climbing. You go walk in the park, take your dogs out there. Just where you schedule things to look forward to. You're gonna go see some friends. You're gonna get together with a group of people, someone you haven't seen in a while. You can go through your contact list, and if one can't, move on to the next one. And just start scheduling out. Have your calendar in front of you so that you can actually see things that you can look forward to with anticipation. And so that you don't just feel like you're sitting here, the world's slowly turning and nothing's happening. It's a powerful fighter of anxiety. And that's part of the key is that If you fight the right way against anxiety, you can definitely get a handle on it and you can control it rather than it controlling you. Just two more tips left to go. Be sure to hit the subscribe button below. Hit the thumbs up if this video is helpful. So number seven is to practice gratitude. And that simply means look at all the positives, write them down. I'm a big believer in getting a piece of paper, writing things down that you're thankful for. Number one, family. Number two, friends. Number three, a roof over your head. Food. We can go on down the list. There's always things to be grateful for, and it's not that you just completely forget about the negatives or pretend they don't exist, but what you're doing is you're hyper-focusing in the moment on the positives to help you get through this bout with anxiety. You're going to choose in this moment what you think about and what you focus on because you want to feel better. So don't feel like you're just being some pie-in-the-sky, ridiculous optimist. I'm an optimist. I believe it's helpful to life. I know it is. And it can help you focus on your blessings, on the things you're grateful for, and think about them. Direct your thoughts. That is such a powerful weapon against anxiety is that you choose as the master of your mind where to direct your thoughts. Direct it away from those negatives. Direct it onto the positives. A lot of times people will try to not think about the negatives that they're going through, like the breakup that uh, maybe I can't get him back or maybe I can't get her back or what is she doing right now? And those are legitimate. I understand what you're going through. But when you try not to think about them with no alternative, it's very difficult. So give yourself an alternative. I'm not gonna think about this right now. I'm gonna think about this thing that I'm grateful for. I'm gonna think about this friendship. I'm going to think about this house. I'm going to think about my pet who I love. I'm going to think about this memory from childhood that I'm so glad that I have. I'm going to think about the fact that I live in a great country or that in this modern time, there's really cool things that I can do like access all these videos on YouTube that can help me out in my situation. Just think about things that you're grateful for and choose to focus on them. Not forever. You can go back to this thing that you're concerned about. But for the moment, if you're struggling with the anxiety, focus on the positive. That can be extremely helpful. And number eight, we'll call it the bonus tip, is the Scarlet Strategy. And I base it on a movie my parents made me watch when I was a kid just because it was one of the greatest movies of all time and they wanted me to see it. It's called Gone with the Wind. And in that movie, it's during the Civil War and property's being destroyed and it's a very difficult time in the history of the United States of America. And this woman named Scarlett will actually say, I won't worry about that today. I'll worry about that tomorrow. Now at first that may sound like she's just putting it off and that that's not a mature response. But the thing is she had to focus in the moment because there were all these things in front of her that had to be dealt with. And so 
focusing on something that was in the future was paralytic. She could not focus on that at the time. She had to focus on the now. She will cross that bridge when she comes to it. And she was giving herself a break, which is what I want you to do. Just say, okay, this is something that I can legitimately worry about. I'm not sugarcoating this, but I'm going to take a break. I'm just not going to worry about it right now. I'll take up worrying about it tomorrow or at two o'clock or after I get done with watching this or getting together with this friend or whatever, but I'm going to take a break from this. And as Scarlett would say, I'll worry about that tomorrow. She knew how to take a break from it. Like if you've ever seen that movie, What About Bob? When he says, a vacation from my problems. Yeah, take a vacation from this. And no, I'm not saying several weeks. That probably gives you anxiety to think about because you feel like you have control over the situation if you're just sitting here thinking about it, trying to figure it out. You actually don't, but I understand the feeling. But I'm not asking you to take a long extended vacation from it to where it could get away from you and maybe you don't make the right decision. All that's just way too much to think about. I'm just saying in this moment, in the next hour, take a vacation from this. Put it off. It's okay to do. As a matter of fact, it's what strong people do who get things done when they have a lot that they're juggling and there's things to worry about. They focus on the moment and they say, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to give myself a break because this is not productive. And so write that down on the list. Give yourself permission to take a break. Think about it later. Worry about it later. Feel, I'll feel this anxiety later. I'll come back to it. And maybe you can get a hold on this and get stronger about this and you won't come back to it. But you know what? That's too much to think about too. We're just going to focus on the moment. In this moment, I'm taking a break. I hope these tips will be helpful to you. I hope you wrote them down. If not, feel free to scroll back on the video, watch it again and write them down. If this video was helpful to you, please click the like button, hit the subscribe button. Feel free to leave a comment. I'm often able to respond to some of those and I appreciate you watching my videos. My website is myxbackcoach.com and I'm on Instagram at realcoachlee. I'm also on Twitter at Lee Wilson Talks. This has been Coach Lee and as always, thank you for watching.